0: Hi everyone, Amanda here and this is Planned, Prepped and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping moms ditch perfection and find peace through planning. This is episode 41, Creating a Positive Cooking Environment. Hey y'all, I hope you're doing well today. Um, I'm excited to talk about today's topic, which is creating an environment through your mindset and through changing your external environment that makes cooking a more fun or at least a less miserable experience. So, I just kind of want to dig into some things I've been thinking about. Something, something that I'm working really hard on right now, at the advice of my therapist, let's keep it real, um, is noticing the thoughts that I have that lead to negative emotions. So, this week I was feeling particularly stressed out one day as I was trying to make lunch. My oldest daughter set the example of climbing up into a cupboard that she knew she wasn't supposed to get into. After that, the younger two decided that they would also need to follow suit, of course. Then the baby dumped a board game from that cupboard all over the floor, which I needed to attend to so it wouldn't get ruined. The middle child was laughing maniacally as he continued to pull more things out of the cupboard, all the while the lunch I was making was on the stove just seconds from burning. It honestly felt like pure chaos. Um, It was hard for me to pinpoint the thoughts that led me to feeling this stressed, overwhelmed, chaotic feeling, and feeling honestly like motherhood was just too chaotic and too stressful. Um, But I tried to pinpoint the negative thoughts and reframe them to be a little more positive. I'm not sure how I did, uh, so maybe you can let me know, but I think I can kind of pin it down to my thoughts were how am I supposed to get anything done without having everything else go so crazy? Why do my kids want to challenge what they know is right why couldn't my daughter have just stayed out of the cupboard the first time i asked so she didn't set a bad example for the other kids uh i thought even just heating up leftovers is impossible with kids then followed the feelings that i was out of control and that motherhood and running a home were just too hard and impossible in all honesty some of the thoughts that i had were at least sort of true So I don't necessarily want to talk about whether a thought is true or false, but whether or not the thought is helpful. Or of course, it would have been helpful if my oldest could have been a good example. And of course, it is difficult to get things done at home with three preschoolers at home. But these thoughts were not particularly helpful, and they also were out of my control. So it served me better to reframe these thoughts to a different truth. Here's what I tried. Uh, My kids are having a hard time focusing and being obedient. Maybe we need a five-minute reset to get back on track. I'll turn off the stove so I don't burn lunch and we can read a book and try again in a few minutes. Or even my kids must be bored and seeking attention because I'm occupied making their lunch. I'll turn off the stove and I'll set them up with a fun and engaging activity that I know that they'll enjoy and I can finish up in a minute. These thoughts are also true and also so much more useful than my original thoughts. So let's talk about this for a minute, and I promise we're going to dig into how this applies to cooking in the kitchen in just a little bit. Thinking in a new way and changing the way that we think is hard work. And honestly, one of the hardest parts about it is that often I don't even want to. It is infinitely easier for me as a mother to blame my kids or my circumstances, for the difficulties in my life. If I change the way I think, it means that I suddenly have to take the extra time to engage with my kids instead of yelling at them and feeling frustrated. As I said earlier, there's definitely truth to my negative thoughts, and if my kids could just listen and obey and be little robots, motherhood would be so much easier. But honestly, they can't. That's not within their developmental ability. And who actually wants robot kids anyway? <laughs> what is the point of the story? The point is that it can be really easy to blame our circumstances for our difficulties with feeding our families and feeding ourselves as well. These thoughts that you might have can look like lots of different things, but I'll just go through some of them that I've seen in myself and some of them that I hear in other people. So maybe you think, if I just had better kitchen equipment, if if I had that Instant Pot, if I had an air fryer, cooking would be so much easier. Or if my kitchen weren't so tiny, with so little counter space, it would be easier to cook. Or maybe you think, gosh, I wish I could just afford a meal prep box or a personal chef because I don't have time for this. Or maybe you think, I'm a terrible cook and my kids never like what I make, so why do I even try So I've actually talked about mealtime mindset before in episode two. So if you want some more detail on reframing these negative thoughts, go ahead and click back to that episode. I'll drop a link in the show notes. Um, And that is part of what we're talking about today. But today I just want to talk about, in addition to reframing our thoughts, just creating an entire environment, both internally through our thoughts and externally through our environment that makes cooking all the more enjoyable. I want this episode to help you identify thoughts you can change and then to use those thoughts to change your actions because the thought change is really only effective when you use it to change actions kind of like we talked about in the beginning when my kids aren't behaving well if I can reframe my thoughts to be more understanding then I'm able to give them an opportunity to change the way that they're behaving thus reinforcing the reframed or more positive thoughts so an example for cooking if you hate cooking because your kitchen is dark and dingy and depressing you can change your thought to one of gratitude that you're grateful that you have a place to cook then with that gratitude you can change your environment a little by maybe adding a lamp or some fresh plants to make it more inviting so doing both of these things together changing your mindset and then using that change in your mindset to change your environment will help you enjoy cooking so much more than you ever thought that you could. So let's dive into some actionable concrete ways that you can do this. We're going to go ahead and go through 10 different ways that you can change your kitchen and cooking environment or even the dinner table to make cooking and dinner time a much more pleasant place to be. So The first thing that I like to start out with when I am getting ready to cook dinner is to start with a snack. And this sounds a little bit silly. I know it's almost dinner time, but I like to actually sit down before I make dinner every day and eat a small, healthy snack. And I also like to start my kids off with a small and healthy snack. Um, Because part of the reason that cooking can be so miserable is that you're hungry and everyone around you is hungry while you're doing it. Another change I like to make is to start cooking with a clean kitchen. And moms, I know that keeping up with your home is so tiring and exhausting. I am right there with you. My home is not perfect, it's messy often, but making just, but at least doing a few things in your kitchen before you get started cooking can make a world of difference. So, again, we're ditching perfection on this podcast. It does not have to be shining and clean to the nine, but if you can at least clear off the counters, get the garbages emptied, and your sink and dishwasher clear, cooking will feel so much more manageable. You'll have all the tools clean and at your disposal, and you'll have counter space to do what you need to do, and you won't feel like you're creating more chaos from what's already chaotic. This doesn't have to take long. And honestly, I believe that it would cut time out of your cooking because you're going to cook so much faster if you take the time to do this so invest five to ten minutes into doing a quick clean before you get started cooking next if you're feeling like you're in a kitchen or cooking rut try choosing recipes that really excite you and I know moms that there's there's just so much guilt involved with being a mom that you may feel guilty about the quality of food you're making for your kids and whether wonder whether or not You should be feeding your kids a certain way, or you may be worried about that little bit of belly fat left from your last pregnancy and thinking you shouldn't be eating a certain way. I want you to take a minute, stop it, and just choose a recipe that seems really, really fun. Something you've never made before. Don't worry about how much butter is in it or whatever other worry comes to your mind. Just get in the kitchen and make some things that are fun. Remember that this is all about practice, everything in life is about practice and so if you need to choose more exciting recipes at first to excite you and to make you love cooking then the more mundane things that you make on a regular basis may become a little bit more enjoyable too so remember this isn't the way you're necessarily going to cook and eat forever but if you are looking to make the kitchen more enjoyable just pick something that fun that you've always wanted to try Another thing that I've just recently started using um, is to consider using positive affirmations and positive self-talk. So again, I said this is new to me, but I've been amazed at how useful this is. So as you're cooking dinner... Or eating dinner with your family, you may start to notice thoughts that come to your mind. And actually, this is time for another story because yesterday dinner time was particularly chaotic. I got started later than I should have, and things weren't going well. Um, I was making scones, and I overfloured the dough, so I was trying to fix that. Eventually, the mixer came like crashing off the counter. So, <laughs> first of all, if you guys think cooking is chaos, sometimes it is. But again, we're reframing that, and it happens to me too. So. At that time, I really had to just step back and take a breather, notice the humor in the situation, and then get back to cooking. So, what I want you to do is you are cooking, and in the kitchen is to notice the thoughts that are coming into your mind. Are you feeling stressed and anxious? Feeling rushed for time? Um, are you feeling like nothing's going right? Are you feeling like your kids are driving you crazy? All of these thoughts are leading to how you feel about being in the kitchen. So it might even be helpful to keep a journal and just write a few of these thoughts down. And then, kind of like we talked about in the beginning, think about how you can reframe these thoughts to be more positive and really speak kindly to yourself. Say, look, I'm trying to make meals that my family enjoys. I'm working hard to feed my family healthy meals. These thoughts are so powerful in changing the way you feel and so much more useful than the negative, chaotic thoughts that you might have. So let's just do an example. If you think I'm a terrible cook, you can reframe that to I am not a terrible cook. I am learning. My kids aren't terrible eaters. They are learning and I am teaching them. Continually changing these negative thoughts will slowly make a huge difference in your cooking experience and obviously anything else you apply these principles to as well. Another thing that I find really helpful, and it's not something that I do all the time, but I really think I should make an effort to do this more, but that is to cook mindfully. So as you're cooking, start to notice what the onions and garlic smell like sauteing on the stove. Notice how pleasant the pizza dough feels as you roll it out. Uh, Listen to the sizzling of the grill when you put the meat on it. All of these sensations are so pleasant, and again, can really help you to discover the pleasant parts about cooking instead of focusing only on the negative. Another thing I like to do is to avoid cooking in silence. So a lot of people will say, have a dance party or listen to music. And if that's you, that's great. Um, But for some of you, maybe it could be using the time that you have to cook to catch up on that audiobook that you've been loving or listening to your favorite podcast. Sometimes I'll even call a friend while I cook all of these things, whichever one appeals to you or stands out, can make you look forward to cooking at the end of the day because you've, you've attached this reward to it. You know you get to call your mom when you cook or you know you get to listen to that podcast that you've been waiting to all day when you're cooking. And all of these things, again, can just create that environment in the kitchen where you're looking forward to your experience rather than dreading it. I think it's really important as well to make the kitchen a place for conversation. This is especially true around the dinner table, but I try hard, especially if my kids are with me in the kitchen, to remain attentive and, you know, spend that time figuring out how their day was and asking them questions or, you know, just really connecting with them. I do want to talk a little bit about how you can apply this at the dinner table because, if I'm focused at dinner time on what my kids ate, on how much they ate, on why they can't stay in their freaking seat, why they spilled their water for the 800th time, dinner time is really miserable. And if instead I take the time to, again, like I said, ask my kids about their day, I have a much more pleasant experience and your kids might even start to join in on the fun. For example, we've been trying to ask more dinnertime questions and last week my five-year-old decided to join in on the fun and she asked me, she said, mom if you were a fairy and you had magical powers, would you want your magic to be in your hands or in a wand? By the way, I said hands because you never lose your hands. So that's my take on that philosophical question of the day. But it's just so fun to see my little girl use her cute little imagination. And it's so much more enjoyable to focus on that during dinner than to tell her to eat her chicken for the thousandth time. So anyway, I've gone ahead and linked in the show notes to a great post um, with some conversation starters uh, for dinner time. if you want to try this. And I, I really encourage you to do this and think that you'll start to notice that your dinners are a lot more pleasant when you just let go of a little bit of that control over what your kids are eating. Another thing that's so important is to give yourself enough time. I don't say this like it's easy. I know that kids are... So unexpected, and that life just doesn't always go the way that you plan. Like I said yesterday, I got started on dinner way late and it was stressful. It's never going to be perfect, but just make sure you are giving yourself enough time. And if that's an issue because of work or kids' activities or whatever you have, strategically think about a way that you can make it more realistic. So, what I mean by this is if you know that your evenings are going to be crazy in the week you might need to add a meal prep day on sunday where you prepare in advance for the crazy evenings or maybe you know just one day of the week is going to be crazy so that day could you maybe wake up early in the morning and get started on meal prep for the day could you plan a slow cooker meal so that it's all ready when you get home or could you just start chopping your veggies at nap time There's lots of ways that you can prepare and give yourself enough time and space so that dinner time is not so stressful. But it takes a little bit of thinking and planning. Um, I've talked about a lot how challenging it is that dinner time is, you know, witching hour for your kids. Everyone's cranky, everyone's hungry, and everyone's tired and and ready to end the day. So I like to suggest that at dinner time, It may be the time, especially if it's your worst time of day, to just break the rules a little bit. I get it. We need to limit screen time. In our house, toys stay in the playroom. I understand rules and they're important. One thing that I'm working on, and this is a big change for me, I was the kid that literally never, ever, ever broke a rule (laughs) growing up. I'm working on understanding rules, but balancing them with my own mental health, especially with my kids. Because if a rule makes me more miserable than it's worth, then it might be time to change or at least bend the rules from time to time. We kind of talked about this, but we have very limited screen time in our house. But if there is a day that I can tell that my mental state is just not going to allow me the patience I need to make dinner while dealing with my kids' antics, then a 20-minute TV break is not the end of the world. And in fact, it's a far better alternative to me screaming or losing my temper. We don't do it all the time but you need to give yourself the grace to bend the rules when you need to to make dinner time feasible. This even means that maybe some nights it really is a takeout night and that's okay. Everything I'm teaching here is to try and help you to create an environment that makes it possible for you to cook more often and to provide the type of meals that you want for your family, but again, life is not perfect and expecting that perfection really hinders a lot of progress and growth so whatever rules that you've set for yourself that you need to bend or break at dinnertime on occasion to make it happen give yourself that grace and move on to the next day it's okay the last thing that I want you to think about is investing in kitchen helps only as you can afford to The very first thing you need, I talk about this all the time, is a good quality chef's knife. You can create a more positive cooking environment in your kitchen slowly as you add quality cooking equipment to your arsenal. Remember your positive self-talk here too, because you absolutely can cook a great meal without all the latest and greatest equipment. If you're looking to add to your cooking arsenal, though, go ahead and check out episode six of the podcast. I'll drop that in the show notes as well and that will include my favorite products for meal planning and meal prep all right everyone thanks so much for listening and i hope that some of these ideas have kind of started the wheels turning in your head and helped you see that maybe cooking doesn't have to be so bad maybe by reframing your thoughts by creating a more positive environment you can start to enjoy cooking and start to enjoy dinner time more I truly believe that dinner time and family meal time is paramount to happy families, and in order to make that experience more joyful, you might need to do a little bit of work in your home. Please, moms, continue to give yourself grace. Try just one thing at a time and see if you can start seeing the positive changes in yourself and your attitude and also in your family and those around you as they feel of the positivity in your kitchen and your home. Next week, everyone, we are going to be talking about a topic that was inspired by my cute sister-in-law and listener, and she came to me a few weeks back and asked me about meal planning and meal prep and food allergies and intolerances. And instead of just answering her privately, I thought that this would be a really great topic for a podcast. Um, I know that food allergies, intolerances, um, and different disease states can make cooking all the more stressful. And I just want to share some of my thoughts and experiences. I don't have a food allergy myself, but I did work in a preschool setting where I dealt with many food allergies. So I just want to share how meal planning and meal prep helped me in that scenario to manage not just one, but several food allergies at a time and maybe show you some tips, tricks and ideas of how you can manage your own food allergies better through meal planning and meal prep and find just a little bit more time and peace as you start to figure out systems and figure out a way to deal with your new normal so if you're interested in that please tune in next week it'll be super helpful for you as moms or any moms who are dealing with this for their own kids or neighbor kids nieces and nephews etc Please tune in next week and until next time, happy planning.